0: This is Savio. I've been seeking answers to some of life's most perplexing questions my entire life. In 2014, I was diagnosed with stage three cancer. And ever since, I realized my calling existed outside of what I knew to be familiar. This podcast is your home for survivors like myself and those who are searching to find meaning to their why. In season two, the show includes a mix of coaching sessions followed immediately by interviews with those from all walks of life who have been successful in the business, marketing, coaching, and financial worlds. The intent is to show the human experience in its rawest form so that others may glean insight. Nothing is rehearsed or has been edited. As a board-certified wellness coach, my job is to ask the deep questions of those trying to make sense of their place in this fractured world. I believe life speaks to us in different ways. Many of us listen but don't know how or where to begin. As someone who has crossed the bridge between life and death, I say simply, begin where you are now and get busy living. If you liked today's episode, I would appreciate it if you could share it and subscribe. Be sure to tag me at The Human Resolve so I can reciprocate in kind. So without further ado, welcome to The Human Resolve Podcast. In Season 2, Episode 11, entitled The One About Losing Focus, Eric Phil Brown is revered among his community. He, however, longs for his own private balance where consistency in what he says mirrors what he does. Hi, Eric. So what would you like coaching on today?
1: Well, what I like, I think, matches what I need, definitely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, When you, and I'm sure you know about this, when, when you go through things in life, you just realize you have to do things with purpose because they, tomorrow isn't a sure thing. However, you can all of a sudden not think that way and think you have tomorrow for granted. And the, the thing that happens is even though if I, I know what I want to do, I know what I want to get done and I set goals, it's hard to keep up with those goals. And and I've heard the saying, don't leave for tomorrow, what you can do today. But sometimes my, my brain flips it Well, you can do it tomorrow. Why do it today? (laughs) So at the end of the day, what ends up happening is that the wellness gets, how do you say it? Um, You know, the the, the wellness in my life gets kind of screwed up because there comes a point to where I look back and I feel like, wow, I did not do anything. I didn't achieve even half of my goals. Looking back at 2020, for example, I feel like there's so much I could have achieved, but I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is to just keep yourself motivated or, you know, and and I wanna see if there's some kind of clues or, or, or tips or habits that can be developed and how to develop them to where you can maybe not stay motivated because there will be rough days, but but learn to just keep putting one foot in front of the other.
0: So the key words I just heard were goals, staying motivated and one step in front of the other. Is that correct?
1: Exactly. Yes. So when absolutely. you think about
0: a desirable outcome for today's session, what would that be?
1: Well, I I I would desire maybe at least the first step you know one step in front of the other and what what do my next steps look like you know uh i don't know because it's hard to sit down and it's it's exhaust it 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 takes like a whole day to like okay what goals do i want to reach this week this month this year so whenever i don't fulfill like the first i don't know the first part of the year it's like oh great i just i just screwed up the whole rest of the year like how how to get the ball moving, How the at the end of the day, I just would like to know what are my first five steps. I don't fall into this f- mind, or, or mind state or thinking of, oh, well, I have to wait for next Monday or I have to wait for the beginning of next month or I have to wait till I can dedicate another whole day to planning out my whole year. You know, I, I don't know why my mind feels like it has to do that, but <laughs> it kind of does sometimes.
0: So it's really about what are the steps, what are the first five steps just necessary to keep the ball rolling. Is that correct?
1: Yes, yeah, and and ultimately also, if if there's time to know how to just get up when maybe you had a rough day, you didn't fulfill all your goals, like how to not, I don't wanna use the word depressed, I mean that's a very harsh word, but how to not just spiral down thinking, oh great, you just wasted a day. And, And when I start thinking that way, what what happens is I end up wasting another two days thinking of how I wasted the first day.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. So Eric, if I was a genie in a bottle and I granted you a wish to make your day or your week or your month as perfect as can be, tell me what that would look like.
1: (sighs) I mean... Goodness, I feel like I know what it looks like, but it's like something I can't touch, it's impossible. If, if I could ask you, like like a genie, I would have, because you would, you would think alarms do the work, but no, just someone there to remind you, hey, th- this activity's next, or you have to get this much done, or or hey, don't be lazy, get, get up, I don't know. I mean, something that keeps me moving, because I think one of my problems is I, I tend to plan out every minute of the day, and it's it's exhausting, and so it's like, goodness, I can't even fulfill what I want in one day. I I wish there was someone here to, to you know, this reminder, this constant reminder, this, or motivator when when I do have the time, but I just don't feel like it or whatever, you know, that that motivation. These things
0: know. that these things that you mentioned that you do during the day, what are they?
1: Okay. Um, going into that. Well, there is this, I started this podcast and, and initially was like, I don't really care what, what happens. I mean, who is on the podcast, what I do. I just want to have conversations and learn, but you know, when you, when you, when you start this thing and, and you start meeting people and you start doing shows, it's like, I got to keep doing this. I gotta, and I like it. I mean, it's not like I'm doing something I don't like. But balancing that with, for example, me being married, and there's a lot of things I have to attend to at the house. And also, me being not just a pastor's son because, uh, or or missionary's kid, but actually being in charge of several things in the in the church. And so, so many activities, so many activities in the church, so many activities in my everyday life. And then on top of it, will the podcast, you know, because I want to, I like speaking. And when all this comes together, it's like, I don't have time for anything else. But at the end of the day, I, I haven't even studied my career yet, because at the end of the day, what I'm most passionate about, what I'm working to the most, like even my ministries in church, they have to do with with artistic things, because what I'm trying to ultimately work to is, is study filmmaking. But then I'm thinking, how am I doing all this work and pursuing a dream at the same time? It's like, there's something either I'm doing wrong or administrating wrong, or I just bit off more than I can chew in every aspect in life, and and I need to delegate things, or, or I just need to learn to not be lazy, get up early, and... <laughs> And just discipline myself, I mean so many aspects to it yeah.
0: so going back to that original question, literally i'm a genie would give granting you a wish what would your day look like if I gave you whatever you wanted in that day? what would that look like
1: more hours in the day
0: <laughs> okay so
1: apart from that yep okay if we went in a different answer um what would that look like?
0: You mentioned a couple of things. You mentioned that you have the ministry work that you do. You, you mentioned you have the podcast that you do. And then you yeah. mentioned you want to pursue a dream of filmmaking. So literally I can grant you that perfect life. Tell me.
1: Oh, if you can already like uh, poof me into that into that life. Yeah, tell me tell me tell me how you would be living, tell different? me what you'd
0: be doing. Yeah.
1: That's that's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> that's the thing it always comes down to. It's like this, I don't know if it's a paradox or something, but let's say you face something awful in life, you realize you have to make use of your days. But then the way you make use of your days at the end of the day when you face at the end of the day, when when you face something else, it's tragic. You realize none of it matters. So it's kind of like a paradox, to where I want to do something with my with my life. But at the end of the day, if, if if somebody loved one would they they die tomorrow? It's like okay, what what does all these things mean? So that's an interesting question. That's a very interesting question. How would I live? Probably exactly as I am now, which it's just at a different level, maybe just as busy, just as, just as distracted at some point, but definitely what I try to do, or I mean, I know I'm not always great at it, but I try to just be thankful and peaceful in the moment, look around and, and, and realize, Hey, you, you got something nice, you know, you got something nice going on. Maybe you're not achieving exactly the perfect life that you think you could be. But if you could just poof me into that life, although it would be great, uh, I think as a human, we we tend to want more, right? Even if we have everything we want, there's always gonna be something else and you just have to be grateful for what you have. But yeah, I mean, I guess it'd be the same.
0: All right, so let's parse this a little bit. So you mentioned you're pursuing a dream in filmmaking. If that perfect life existed, would you be doing filmmaking the whole day? Would you be doing filmmaking half the day? What would you be doing?
1: Well, definitely if I'm not like on a project, because I, I have been on projects before, and there are some that just require you to be there all day shooting and, 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 and acting and, and all this. But if I'm like in the writing stage or pre-production, I think you'd probably just be one portion of the day like one, maybe one third of the day if I still have a lot of jobs to do or, or, or if I've delegated many things and, and I have more time than probably one half of the day. But I don't think one full day unless, like I said, I'm on a project that is being produced at the moment.
0: So you, you said one third of the day or maybe even a half of the day, but not the full day. So if you're doing the filmmaking then, where does the ministry and the podcasting fall into that day?
1: now you now you're you're asking me things that is like this is exactly what I try to do with my mind every single day fit everything into one day well i would definitely have if if we consider even more things that maybe i'm not thinking of right now i would definitely have different days for different things like at some point, there was there, there was one point where I wanted to fit everything in one day, everything in every single day, and it's just exhausting. So I would definitely, like I said, if I'm not on a project, maybe just dedicate three half days of the week to, to writing or something in filmmaking. The other days, split it up between the podcasting and the ministry and like that. I just, I, I would have to see how to divide everything (laughs) in this perfect mathematic formula. But yeah, I mean, something like that.
0: So Eric, you know, you mentioned three distinct things, the podcast, your ministry, and then also filmmaking. I'm curious though, what are you doing for Eric?
1: For Eric, for Eric. Well, I initially thought the podcast was for Eric. It was, I mean, Don't get me wrong. It's not like, it's not like, oh man, this, this, this ministry or this podcast or what was the third thing? The filmmaking. At the end of the day, I think those are also for Eric, although they're things I I consider in, in service. But I think I enjoy them a whole lot. If I could just organize myself to do them, the, the thing that sucks, the, the joy out of everything is really the lack of organization and and knowing what I'm doing every day, and which I feel like I have been, been getting better lately. Even at, at the beginning of this week, because of lack of, of administration, I I lost a meeting completely, and it was like, oh my goodness, I didn't even remember, and so that pushed me even to be more organized, to write things down all over the place and, and make sure I'm on time for everything. But I do I do forget this sometimes. What I try to do in the mornings is just... If, if we're not talking about work and, and hobbies and ministry and podcasts, if we're talking strictly about me focusing on me, my body, and, and, and meditating, I do... Try every morning and every night to just begin with some time meditating or what I would call praying, uh, reading, you know. And the problem is I don't always do this because, like I said, sometimes there are days where you're just tired and so you wake up late. And what what happens when you wake up late is, oh, great, I got to get to the meeting. I got to get to this. I got to start writing that. I got to make some calls. So I think that's where that's that's where I start like going nuts, you know. <laughs> it's like darn it, I missed my very important cause I mean, I think it's underrated. You you can't you really need to have some time for your to how do you say, search within and just think and meditate and and, and just focus, you know, focus and I try to do that, but that try is a very big try, you know. So it's hard to, to focus.
0: What have been some of your benefits when you have done that?
1: Oh, wow. That, I, I can't say that. There have been benefits. I mean, I can't say th- they goes perfectly, right? But even when things go south in the day, a meeting goes south uh, or, or there's a fight going on, I feel a lot more calm. I feel a lot more focused, more all right well, this is not the end of the world. If there's this failure or or if I have a victory, all right, well, you still have more victories to come. Don't get over, uh, you know, over celeb- celebrating. So, I mean, I do feel like there's this, there's this focus. There's this focus on why you're doing everything and, and, and you're just trying to, I don't want to say put on a good face because that would seem more like acting or faking it, but no, you're just really legitimately, genuinely, Uh, doing your best to have a good heart before everything.
0: This focus you speak of, if I was to have you point to the part of your body that's most resonant, where would that be?
1: Huh. This focus in one part of my body. That could be more. That is an interesting, interesting question. Um... I would have to say Wow. That's an interesting question. <laughs> that's very interesting. I haven't thought of it that way. Definitely I I don't want to go with the obvious, but the focus, the concentration, I I would tend to think of my of my head, you know, where where my head is at. But then I also think of when I'm when I'm truly meditating or thinking, I would have to think of my knees and my hands because I usually I'm usually like this just thinking and pondering so I'm using my hands or I'm on my knees on uh, by my bed you know um, not always but but yeah I mean my hands I think is a a key place in my head
0: mm-hmm. Any other part of your body that you feel it most resonant?
1: My chest. Your chest? Yes. In what way? I don't know it's when you're concentrating when you're meditating when you're thinking about what's going on you can like almost hear your heartbeat and you can feel yourself breathe and so you're really thinking about life you know it's it like goes deep like that and so no matter what happens that day you 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 have your thoughts on something higher than any problem or any victory it's it's well your life what, what what's happening with your life So I would definitely say my chest as well.
0: Would you like to try a little exercise with me? Absolutely. Okay. Just want you to get comfortable in your seat. You can soften your gaze or close your eyes. If you, if that's comfortable for you to go inward, just want you to take three deep breaths in and three deep breaths out. Just want you to tap into that heartbeat you mentioned in your chest. See if you can tune in to that. What's happening right now, Eric?
1: I'm thinking of when I've done this in the past. Not not exactly this, but when I've just closed my eyes and started to think and breathe
0: So I want you to visualize like an elevator. And right now in your mind, you're on floor number five, and I want you to go down to floor number one, which is your chest, I'm going to count backwards. Five, four, three, two, one. Can you describe what's happening in your chest?
1: Yeah, I I feel, I sense the, the heartbeat. It was actually, I, f- I felt it going kind of fast rather, but when I started focusing, it was like slowing down.
0: If it had a voice, what would it say?
1: Hmm. I can I can kind of like <laughs> it's it sounds crazy but I, I could kind of like feel that feeling of when somebody says I'm here for you I I sense that for the chest
0: I'm here for you
1: like In what calm way? down <laughs> like, well like calming me down a little bit like I said when the heartbeat was going quick but it it like went down a little bit it's like Hey, calm down. I'm here for you.
0: (laughs) What do you think it really wants?
1: Peace. Peace. But not like quiet. I don't think peace is the same as quiet peace, even if, even in the middle of of storms, even in the middle of everything, it, it just knows and wants me to know that everything's fine, everything's okay.
0: So it wants peace. So slightly different question. Okay. What does it need?
1: guess i guess the the rivalry between the heart and the mind continues because i think my heart my chest wants a little bit of my mind to stop thinking in all these tasks and and think about it for a second i feel like that's what it needs to work together (laughs) can it work together Well, I think it can, but, but carefully, because I do know the heart sometimes just wants to, to do things without calculations and, and sometimes it, it won't go as well, but the brain at the same time needs that, you know, mm-hmm. to stop over-calculating sometimes. So I, I feel like working together is probably the best way to go because they're both on extremes, and could just run into something on each and one, each, of, each of their extremes.
0: So, what action steps do you think you need to make those two extremes have equilibrium? Hmm.
1: That is probably what I need a genie in the bottle to tell me. <laughs> That's an interesting question. At the moment, I wouldn't know exactly how to answer that, but, well. Um,
0: well, you know, you mentioned yeah. you live in your mind. So what does your mind say?
1: Well, it is a little bit. It is a little bit tired, maybe. Not not so tired that I can't do anything and I can't take it anymore. No, no, not not anything like of the sort. But it's like tired of, of of setting goals and trying to. Trying to pull, you know. You know what it is. I think sometimes what it is is, the mind's a little bit tired because it tries to bring the whole body together to fulfill those goals but sometimes the heart is like oh <laughs> you know and, and and that's precisely what what I see sometimes it, it's not like working together like if I had my heart and mind in the same place all the time which I know I've ha- I have had them in the same place but if I had it all the time I would achieve so much more and I don't know if that's Possible or if it's normal that sometimes they just disagree
0: <laughs> So how do you suppose we can overcome this obstacle with the heart and the mind?
1: <sighs> i th- I think definitely one of the things that has proven to help me in and i don't know if it's just that or if there's something else apart from that but definitely starting your day off just just meditating just just focusing on getting these two parts pieces of my body to the same to the same focus concentration i think definitely that's a key because it's proven to help me when i just stop everything i'm doing for a second sit down and breathe and and see what it is that we need to get done today, but at the same time, see how I'm doing, see how I'm going to get things done, and just I think that injects a lot of life into my days. When when I do that, it's just my inconsistency in doing that. Probably, that's that's what I think. I'm not sure.
0: So, how do you how would you handle the the inconsistency?
1: There you go. Now that is. That's the million-dollar question right there. (sighs) I would say putting alarms, but that just sometimes won't do it because there's the existence of that snooze button.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Any uh, social support in your life that could help?
1: What do you mean by social support?
0: Is there anybody else that is in your situation as well?
1: Uh, well, yeah, I can imagine my family and and many friends I know have, have dealt with the same thing. I, I do see, I mean, not that they have told me directly, but I do see that people struggle with consistency in several things or, or stress at work or whatever they have to do. So definitely I feel like I'm not alone in the battle. So, yeah.
0: No, but going back to your original sort of statement about incorporating meditation to start off your day i'm just curious are there any individuals you know of that can assist you in that
1: okay like meditate with me
0: meditate with you meditate as part of a larger group
1: i haven't i haven't thought of that actually (laughs) i think I think that's a very key point here. You got to stop doing things on your own. Um, Definitely, I could at least, you know, with my, at least with my family, now that we're in lockdown, definitely. I, I do know many people that would need it as well. Absolutely.
0: And how would you drive home that accountability for yourself?
1: Could you rephrase the question?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you mentioned a couple of things about meditating and then maybe trying to get your family involved. And I'm just curious for Eric, what does Eric need to do to be accountable for himself?
1: Accountable for myself. Um, Like apart from having a, a teamwork with a family like me being accountable for myself. Um, yeah, with this
0: new, you know, we spoke earlier about sort of your goals of not having enough time during the day and then doing the podcast and the ministry and then your passion for uh, filmmaking and then now you introduce meditation. How does that all kind of work then? How would you create that space for yourself in order to be accountable?
1: Okay. Well, I definitely have to be disciplined to dedicate and, and wake up and dedicate a, a whole hour maybe a specific hour in the beginning of the day before I start any of my activities but I'm not sure how to use the word being accountable. I, I guess if I start doing that doing this as a group then we would be more accountable. Like I would have to. I mean, clearly they would know if I didn't meditate with them because I wasn't present, or <laughs> you know, um, I'm not. I, I guess it. Even this takes discipline. I guess. I'm not sure. What else?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Eric, we're pretty much at time here with this coaching session, but how does sort of today's discussion sort of in the larger picture resonate with you
1: i mean i definitely feel know or see that i have not not been taken not not, i haven't taken this thing as serious as i should because it's not about what you achieve but about you know who you are as you are achieving it and so it doesn't matter if if you achieve all these things do all these things if you lose yourself in the process so i absolutely see the the very the very very important aspect of just getting getting your focus getting your mind getting your heart and on the on one page before you start any activity in the day and i have told that to people before it's just been me that has been inconsistent in some way but definitely i i would i would say this is useful if for only for many things but if i only had to mention one it would be that aspect of not having to do things on your own i honestly haven't tried to create that ambience of helping people helping me out to meditate in the beginning of every day, and I think I'm definitely gonna try to do that. No, I'm not gonna try to do it. I'm going to do that. (laughs) I gotta stop using the word try. But yeah, I I do take, I have that takeaway.
0: Excellent, well that's beautiful. Uh, Is this a good place to end this portion of the coaching session?
1: Yes. I. Absolutely, I really enjoyed it, and I do see the value in, in answering these questions for myself, absolutely.
0: Wonderful, so right now we're gonna transition into the interview style section, so let my audience know more about you and what you do.
1: Well, um, as, as you probably heard during the, the training session, um, first and foremost, I, I'm a, a minister, you know, that's the, the main thing. That's the thing I love the most. And whatever tools I get, whether the podcast or the film making, I mean, I, I always focus on that. And even to people, I mean, don't get scared if you're like, oh no, he's re- he's gonna start preaching religion and stuff like that. No, not at all. I mean, even people that don't want re- religious you know, content or stuff, I try to still love up on them, give them tools. And so, what I do as a minister is right now. What we're trying to do is really uplift, focus on the on the our, our little on our little church, uplift them, and so that together we can come up with tools to help people. Because we know the pandemic is just it's it's been very very hard uh, from where I'm from. So we just want to help people in whatever way, not not throw Bibles at people's faces, but but just genuine genuine love and care for the rest of the world. So I am right now directing a campaign um, that will lead our church into participating, into getting involved in in precisely that, and just finding what area you like. And, and, and I particularly am in charge of technological areas. Like if somebody, wants to help out in social media and marketing all right let's do it if somebody wants to help out with music we sit down we practice we write songs you know whatever so that's the the main thing now apart from from this whole ministry this campaign to just see what ways we can we can inspire whether with art or with physical help apart from that well i started the podcast you know just having conversations and what I tell my guests is, hey, here we have conversations, we have fun, and we learn. So, just basically that interview style, where I'm just learning new ways of thinking, and and just adding, trying to add value, uh, content with value to whoever is watching. So, that's something I love to do in the podcast. Um, j- just in case anybody wants to look it up, is double edge. But don't expect a bunch of episodes and a bunch of content right now, <laughs> unless this comes out like way later in the year. Maybe I still I will have some more. But yeah, I'm with the double edge podcast so far. Uh, I've had a podcast with my father, with my brother, and I'm finally now starting to meet new guests outside of the family. So it's it's very very fun. And it's especially fun when I dedicate first time to myself, like like with this this session, this training session, breathing and just focusing. It's especially fun. Um, so that is awesome. Uh, I would have to say, as the last thing, I mean, I can't say right now. I'm a growing filmmaker. I haven't really studied. I just do whatever auditions come up. But I'm a married man, and I and I enjoy that. I love that very much. And that's it.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, when it comes to sort of this time of uncertainty for a lot, what's the most surprising thing you've learned?
1: Uncertainty. Uh, yes, yes. I have learned, I have learned that people are more more open than I think. Like sometimes I, I take things for granted because, oh, they probably don't even want to hear from me. They, they, they have me labeled like this or locked in this box. But then we I start a conversation, and it leads to more conversations, and I realize, wow, I, I totally underestimated the conversations I could have had with this person because the uncertainty leads to fear. That's what I've learned. That's like the most thing I've learned, and it leads to fear on all sides, like, I'm, I'm uncertain what this person thinks of me, so I'm afraid to go talk to him. Or I'm afraid of... I'm uncertain of what this sickness can do. So I'm afraid of of, of, of this, of that. I'm afraid of touching anything. I'm, a, I'm just living in fear, which is, at some point is good. Fear is good. It keeps you away from dangers, danger zones. But then at some point, it just absolutely can shut you down if you take it to an extreme. And what I found most incredible is the amount of fear and the amount of irrational things s- someone can do out of, out of just fear, out of no evidence at all, but I'm afraid this might happen, so I'm going to take action. And, and that's what I've seen the most, not even, I mean, in a lot of people, but even in myself, even in myself, I, you take action sometimes based on fear and you got to catch yourself and realize, dude, This isn't real, you know, this is false evidence appearing real fear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm speaking to you from the U S and you know, you're in Mexico, so what are the, like, what's the temperament there regarding COVID and everything else?
1: So. Even if I talked about fear, which is really true, and there's a lot of fear. At the same time, it's like half the rest of the people, like half of them are living in such extreme fear and half of them, what I've seen at least, I can't say I'm an expert in, it. I have a friend that just tells me the statistics and stuff, but they change every day. So, so I can't be 100% sure right now at this moment, but what I do know, what I have seen, the pattern I've seen in Mexico City at least is people don't care sometimes. Like some have that extreme of fear and some are like, ah, I don't care until they get sick and then they go right back to that fear zone uh, to where this, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what's coming. I don't, and and it's just fear, 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 fear. So it's both extremes. There's like no balance. I, I don't see any balance here where I'm from. They just don't care and, and don't give life importance or they something happens and now they go to the other extreme and they completely lock you out of their lives and it's like, no, I, I can't do anything. I'm, I'm gonna die, <laughs> you know? So, I've so, seen that.
0: As a minister and as a budding filmmaker, what have you done to combat fear?
1: To combat fear, I think the, the most, hmm, the, the most things I've done in my church for example is obviously in your in your preaching in your messages since since i all of a sudden get that platform because of my father's illness sometimes he's in sometimes he needs somebody to cover him you want to really appeal to their feelings you you want to inform them you know that that like for them to, to, to know, have knowledge, and to, and to grow, maybe. But especially appeal to their feelings, to how they're feeling. And not say, you guys are a bunch of... You, you, you guys are so dumb because you're living in fear. No, well, that's not going to get you anywhere. So definitely in the way you 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 talk to people. But what I've seen especially... Well, that applies to the podcast as well. You, you want to, in the podcast, give out content that maybe steps outside of the religious box and, and you're having conversations with content that of value. That just helps people realize fear is not the way to go. Now, apart from all the speaking, I think what has most helped is definitely one-on-one, like we are doing right now, one-on-one talking, conversations. Because fear is like when you're you're just thinking and you're inside your head. But when you're talking to someone, you get outside of your head and you realize so many things. Like when you were asking me questions a while ago. So that's like so important to me. And and I've tried every week, not every day, it's hard, but every week at least Zoom with three, four people and say, hey, I mean, how you doing? And, and, And that's what I've tried to do. And what I know many people in my family have done also because we feel that need like people people need a need somebody to talk to we're in shutdown and people are just literally going crazy sometimes so i think that's like outside of all the content making and talking and speaking and and all that stuff i think that's the single most important that thing that we have done
0: so in your social circle how are people doing
1: i see that people that are distant people that don't really want to open up people that don't want to talk sometimes i just like i just pray for them you know because and i maybe send them a whatsapp audio just praying for them because i i know on one hand i'm not like judgy like oh you got you got to come to the group if you want to feel better no, i i don't judge off the bat cuz i've been there you know i've i've been in in dark places in my life so I understand and I just say a prayer but at some point I do try to reach out if they don't want it so part of me just goes like man he, he has no idea what he's doing to himself because I've been there and the only thing that helped me was when I finally opened up when I c- connected to a group like or at least to a person and like I said just, just open up and what I see in my circle is that when they open up I mean, some people just open up and they like, oh, wow, they realize things, you know, oh, wow, that's awesome, that's cool, and, and it's all good and they feel better. Other people just start crying because you realize they were holding something for so long. But abs- I absolutely see the difference of people who, who want to open up and talk and have a conversation and that don't want to open up, don't want to talk, don't want to have a conversation. I absolutely can see the difference in the value in talking because you just... It's it's like magic. You just release, and and all of a sudden you you stop carrying some weights on your shoulders. So and that has that's definitely happened to me. I was living alone sometime in the pandemic. All of a sudden, my dad would video chat me, and I realized after I hung up, wow, I feel feel a lot more motivated. I feel a lot better. It's like okay, there there's a guy that cares for me, and I. And I'm okay, I'm healthy, I was just living in fear for some reason, but all right, let's get back to it. So I see the value, absolutely, in, in being part of that, a circle, you know?
0: What would your piece of advice be for someone listening who is going through that fear or that uncertainty and it's overbearing for them?
1: Well, first of all, I would say absolutely get in touch with you for, <laughs> for, for just, to for you to ask them the questions that they haven't been able to ask themselves, but I would say definitely be in a circle. Like, Definitely that is the, if I had to say one thing, I could say a thousand things, but if you only gave me a chance to say one thing, find a circle. If it's your family, it's your family. If it's, you know, if you are maybe, if you are religious, and, and you do have a church will get involved you know don't just like oh, I'm a spectator they have nice YouTube services and that. no if you are you know if, if you're not well, find your circle of friends or family and that's absolutely fine uh, but if you if you are part of a, of a church per se like mine I see I can clearly see when people get involved when people participate um, and, and just just get in there they feel so much better, they feel useful. And and, and not just because they're getting in there and they're talking, which we already covered that. When you have conversations, you let weights off your shoulder, we cover that. But not just because of that, because when you start participating, you start, for example, this campaign we're gonna start to like just outreach, you know, help people feel better and and, and do things for other people. When you start forming part of a cause like that, with a nice intimate circle of friends and and you are working for a cause, all of a sudden, you stop thinking about yourself, and when you stop thinking about yourself, you're thinking about others' needs. Wow, it just really switches your perspective amazingly, and I have seen that a lot. Like I'm feeling down, but then some some kid calls me wants to talk, and I'm like, Oh great, I'm not feeling up for this. <laughs> I can't, I can't give advice right now. I'm not feeling great, but I just push myself. I do it. I get through it, and afterwards, I'm like, Wow. I feel useful. I feel like there's, I did something today. You know, I did something important. So you feel better. So definitely, just get involved in something. Just start serving somebody else, and and not putting your thoughts on yourself because that's where that's where the depression comes from. Speaking to somebody of somebody that that has gone through the depression. When whenever I wouldn't have on my best days it's because I wasn't thinking about myself I wasn't thinking about poor me and what has happened to me I was thinking about somebody else's needs and I was helping them and after I helped them it was like wow I feel great
0: I love that I love that idea of connection um so is there any sort of website or or social media um handles that you would like to tell my listeners that they can learn more about you and and your work
1: definitely um i I would say if you do want to get in touch with me or or you know hear just more from me if you want to i am on i'm eric phil brown all over the place eric phil brown Uh, that's the same in instagram that's the same in twitter that's the same in youtube and facebook page so it it, i didn't make it hard for people (laughs) that's it
0: excellent eric well this was definitely enjoyable thank you so much for your time
1: Thank you so much.
0: Hi there. I really hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode of The Human Resolve. If you feel that others may enjoy this episode as well, please share socially at The Human Resolve. They can also visit my website, thehumanresolve.com, where I offer one-on-one coaching sessions, daily prompts to move in the right direction, sync directly to your smartphone, and a subscription to my weekly newsletter where I probe into the secrets from living smarter to feeding your three brains. If you could also help me out and give me a review and rating on this platform, because I do care what you have to say, I would really appreciate it. Now, get out there, my friends, and get busy living.